Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How's it going? Very good. Thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I hate to bring it up yet again, Josh, but we're now two weeks since my return from Florida. And this week, I'm wearing my other piece of theme park merch that I bought during my trip. It's true. My Universal Classic Monsters t-shirt. It's a very nice t-shirt. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks very much. I bought it myself. And, uh, yeah, just still trying to remind myself of the good times. Well, for every uh, week you get further away from your holiday, I get closer to mine. It's true. You must be getting pretty hyped right now. I am getting pretty hyped. Especially as the weather here in Old Blighty is well. It's it's quite bad. It seems to be getting progressively worse as we make our way further further through spring. It's weird. Which is, is quite strange, but hey. Global warming. Indeed, global warming. It's a myth. That old Donald, he's right. Yeah. It's not warm out there in the slightest. It's getting colder, if anything. Global cooling. Indeed. You can see why Paramount Park has stalled so much. No one's going to want to come if it's like this all the time. No. It's uh, a bit grim out there. But hey, we're still here. Because we're indoors, so the weather has no impact on our <laughs> be ability. A terrible to... podcast if we was outdoors all the time. It would indeed. It would indeed. But uh, yes, quite a bit of news to get through this week. It was a bit of a quieter time in the theme park world last week. At least it was compared to the week before, where it felt like we had updates on just about every major project going. Yeah, certainly in Florida. This week, we've got updates from Florida, but also other parts of the world. Some pretty big news for some of the parks in. In other parts of the world, but we are going to start as we so often do in Florida, and rather appropriately, as we just returned yes. from a screening of the Lego Movie Two. What sure did you think of that, by the way? I I really enjoyed it. So did I. Yeah. So did I. The, I mean, uh, jokes were on point. The songs were great. Yeah. The animation is great as always. Indeed, and that song has most definitely got stuck inside my head, and it's not even been that long. Yeah. It remains to be seen whether it stays stuck inside my head as long as everything is awesome did, but I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, it would seem as though it was written for that very purpose, to get stuck inside my head. Well, as the uh, new buildings in the Lego movie world at Legoland Orlando would say, everything is awesome, Tom. Certainly is, Josh. Certainly is. And yes, this is now opened at Legoland Florida, its biggest expansion to date since it opened. Lego Movie World seems like it's taking that park forward in some pretty cool ways in terms of ride tech and just the scale of the land itself as well. Um, I must admit, the whole Legoland Florida project has kind of passed me by a little bit. Florida project, good film. <laughs> but the park itself, I don't really know a whole lot about it, how much uh, of a match it is for the other Legolands around the world. So it used to be a different park. It used to be Cypress Gardens. Right. Uh, which then shut down, then reopened, and then shut down again, and then uh, Merlin Entertainment bought it, uh, who manage uh, or who run the Lego lands around the world. Mm-hmm. And when it first opened, it was like barely Lego. What do you mean, barely Lego? Like it was just like kind of a normal theme park. Right. Well, uh, so they didn't have a lot of big Lego builds like they have at Windsor. No. Oh, that's, uh, and they, that's odd. Well, because it was like, we just need to, we bought this, we need to get it open. There's like stuff here already. Right. Let's just open it as a theme park and then add the Lego stuff in as we come. Right. Um, so there's a lot more Lego stuff there now. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, the big landscapes, yeah. uh, the cityscapes, that sort of thing all yeah. built. Uh, and they're just adding more Lego stuff all the time, including right. the Lego movie world. Yeah. Interesting. My Lego fix in Florida normally just comes from the Lego shop at yes. Disney Springs. Did you go this year? With the big old Hulk outside. Yes. I always like to go in there and just have a quick 
browse around the outer edge and just see what is the most expensive set. And I think there was a Millennium Falcon that was in the thousands of dollar range. Um, it had like 10,000 pieces or something obscene. It was mental. Wow. It looked very impressive. Was the uh, Bugatti Chiron there when you went there? Well, maybe. I don't know. Big I mean, I, I life size car. Oh, I don't know. I didn't notice. Oh, okay. The Hulk was still there. I didn't see Buzz and Woody. They used to have a big Buzz and Woody in there that were fully built out of Lego bricks. Yeah, and they were on the, with. on the front of, a, of the rocket. No, not that one. Oh. So that one, yes, is still there outside. Okay. But they also just had a big, I was going to say life-size Woody, but a life-size Woody would be like pretty small. But yeah. a Woody built to the scale of a human being, as if Woody was a human. Right. So a big six-foot-tall yes. Woody made yes. out of Lego bricks and a buzz. Yes. I didn't notice if they were there no. this time around. But yeah, I, I've never been to Legoland Florida until, I mean, I always assumed that it had the same you-have-to-bring-a-kid rule that certainly Windsor does. Yeah. Seems like maybe that isn't the case. So, I don't know. Maybe I should go. Maybe. Are you going on your trip coming I'm up? I'm not. You're not? No. Even though you do kids have kids well. with you. Was yeah. it just not on the radar at any point? Really? Uh, my brother went last time. I said it was kind of pointless. Right. At the time, obviously, like, the Lego movie world was not open. No. Would this um, make you change your mind, perhaps? They could probably do a pretty banging parade with all those songs that they've written for those films. Yeah. Uh, it'd be uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they've got a soaring ride there. Yeah, let's talk cool. about the ride. So, the major draw, apparently, is Lego Movie Masters of Flight. And as you say, it's kind of a soaring-style ride yeah. where you're in in front of, sort of hanging over, I guess, a really big IMAX-style screen. Yeah. And I guess swooping through scenes from the movie, I would assume. I don't know. Or certainly scenes inspired by the movie. Yes, it's from the, uh, I guess, greater world rather mm. than very specific scenes from the film. It's yeah. From the universe. Yeah. I mean, throughout the course of the two films, they've obviously taken advantage of all the different types of Lego set you can buy to, I guess, create, you know, worlds themed to different Lego sets. So, yeah. you know, pirates. There was a Wild West land. It wasn't there in the first film. Yeah. And you could imagine that the ride will just sort of fly you over all these different Lego lands. So... That sounds cool. I think those kinds of rides are, you know, we talk a lot about, oh, we're getting tired of screen-based rides, but I think that it depends almost more on the ride system in a way more than just the screen. Like, if you're very obviously just sat in front of a screen watching stuff happen, I think that's a bit different. This one, The ones where you're kind of soaring above a screen, I don't know, it just seems to create a more interesting sensation and you kind of buy into it a little bit more yes. than... If you're in a very obvious sort of theatre-looking environment, there's something to do with the because ha- it's not just the screen. You have you have the smells going on. Yeah, you have uh, some wind effects and that sort of thing. Yeah, so. you don't want to feel like you're just watching something. You want to get some sense of being in a space. I Absolutely, think, and yeah. like the the soaring motion gives you that a bit yeah. more than something like a I don't know a Jimmy Fallon right, right, right race through New York, which does kind of feel like you're just watching a a film. Yes, kind of, um, and then there's a couple of other sort of smaller rides. I mean, the the, the soaring style ride is definitely one that they're pushing the most. But I guess the most interesting part of all this is that Legoland are obviously talking it up as something that they want people to come and check out ahead of the busy summer season. But they're saying that this is only the start. They're going to expand the park further, and I guess. I mean, Lego Movie Two apparently hasn't done quite as well at the box office as the first one did. I think it's probably still done well enough to justify a sequel. I wonder if there was an element of maybe 
oversaturating the market because in between the yeah, two Lego movies you had Batman and Ninjago, Ninjago and maybe another one? I can't... I want to say there was another one, but... Maybe there remember. was... Maybe, maybe there was something. You've obviously got all the Lego video games and yeah. they have definitely, I think, run their course. So... Maybe that played a part in the lower box office revenue for the second film, but look, Lego's never going to go away. It's uh, you know, it's one of the most recognisable brands in the world, yeah. I would imagine. And, and I mean, um, it's easy for... Well, you've got very easy things to do in a Lego park based on the Lego sets that you've got. You can do Lego City, you can do Wild West, you can do Aliens, you can do I, Fire Crews, yeah. the whole ruddy lot. I guess the one... Um, potential issue they might have is that a lot of people, I think kids especially, uh, associate Lego with Marvel superheroes and Harry Potter and things like that. When they think Lego, they don't necessarily think, I'm going to build the Tower of London or I'm going to build the Empire State Building. They're thinking, I'm going to build the Night Bus or an X-Wing or, you know... If they're really lucky, the Millennium Falcon. Sure. And... Cinderella Castle. One would imagine they're not going to be able to build a, you know, a big Cinderella Castle at Legoland Florida or have a Lego Harry Potter ride or uh, a probably not Lego Star Wars show or something. That None of that is going to be on the cards for them. So the potential issue they, they then have is, oh... Well, I don't think the... Maybe they like, can tap the in more stuff to... is in Lego Movie World. Oh, right. Not even like Batman, who doesn't don't have a presence so. at any of the other parks. Hmm. Yeah, because obviously the Lego movie is a is a Warner joint. Yes. You know, Lego aren't owned by Warner, so I'm not entirely sure how that deal works exactly. No. But um, you've had weird things happen in the video game space. So Lego... So Warner have like published all the Lego games, and they've continued to make Lego Marvel games, even though they're published by Warner Brothers, who yeah. like own DC. And there's some like there's lots of fingers in different pies when it comes to Lego and Lego licenses and stuff, and it can be hard to keep track of. So I have, to be honest, no idea really what the potential scope is when it comes to what licenses they can use in this particular theme park, whether it's different at this park compared to other parks in the world. You know, would Disney would probably feel less bothered about a Lego Cinderella thing at Legoland Windsor than they would do yeah. at Legoland Florida, where it's an obvious rival. So I guess, I guess I the Harry Potter really. stuff, uh, if they they just need Legoland needs to cut a deal with Warner Brothers at that point, because I guess so. Uh, is there not some sort of exclusivity deal there? Would Would Universal not potentially? Be like, hey, dude, what's going on? We are the Harry Potter theme park people. You can't build Harry Potter theme park stuff at that other place. That's that's our that's our thing. What's going on? Yeah, that's probably true. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, actually, there was, um, I don't know if you saw, there was a clip that emerged on, I think, Twitter this week of the Hagrid ride in testing. I have Looking not. good. I didn't see Looking that. good. Yeah. There's a, just an element of the track. It was kind of the the uh, the train going up and then down into like a sideways bank, but Ooh. just surrounded by trees and going under this arch. Like the theming looks incredible. So hype is building for that ride. I, I wonder how much they're going to say about it before it opens, but... Um, yeah, hype. Speaking of which, yes. Harry Potter. There's a, a nighttime show at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I think, at Islands of Adventure. Yeah. I assume at the other Hogsmeads as well. I don't know for certain, but they are bringing in some new elements to that. And 
there's been there's been some footage that has emerged this past week of them testing a big Patronus. Yes. Uh, which it seems like they're going to project using loads of different drones yeah, that are going to fly like in formation drones. and all have little lights on them. And obviously, with it being nighttime, you won't be able to see the drones themselves, just the lights, which will, in the formation they are, form a big stag. Yes. Which sounds ridiculous. I mean, stag. <laughs> you, you need to. I mean, this could bring all new meaning to the term stag do. Uh, all you have to do is uh, head to Islands of Adventure and watch this nighttime show. I've never seen a, a light show or a fireworks show at Universal. I've. Only done Disney ones. So. I did one way back in '98. Oh wow! Uh, actually, I guess that wasn't a that wasn't a fireworks show. Are they generally well thought of? Like they the stand no, is pretty uh, good. I think they've only recently done nighttime shows. I think they are. I know the uni- brand new the Universal Japan parade nighttime parade firework yeah. thing is meant to be very very good, and they they because the parade obviously goes through. It goes through parts of the park that are themed to look like, you know, New York and San Francisco and stuff. And they project things onto the buildings. So there's kind of this, you're just surrounded by, you know, it's a, it's a very audiovisual experience. It's That's not just cool. these physical um, floats floats going past yeah. and fireworks in the sky. The buildings are all projected onto as well. So when you get to the Jurassic Park section of the parade, the buildings kind of look like forest or jungle or whatever. So That's pretty cool. It is very immersive but this list looks ridiculous and if you haven't seen it uh attractions on twitter that is the twitter handle just at attractions it's attractions magazine they've put up a clip earlier in the week of them testing this patronus uh projection and it does look ridiculous and i don't know how soon it's meant to be coming into play but man it's even just watching the clip i was kind of you know kind of taken aback by how Mental it is, yeah. just the very idea it's of crazy. flying dozens of drones in formation so, to make of so, it's pretty crazy. This is one of the things that Imagineering at Epcot were planning on doing for the new Epcot fireworks show. Right. Was to have drones. Um I don't know if they I guess the this are continuing that or not at this point. But the potential for accident I mean I hate for my mind to go there, but the potential for accidents is potentially high with drones, I don't know. Yeah, I guess um, the, the good the two perks of both islands and Epcot is there's a big ass lake in the middle of it. Mm. So if generally if it's gonna fall, if it's gonna run out of power, it's gonna just fall straight down. Yeah, I don't know where exactly this stag is gonna be no going like it's, it's presumably it's not going to be walking through Hogsmeade you're not going to have dozens of drones flying precariously <laughs> over thousands of guests yeah. as they gather to watch there will be very specific fire uh, and you know health and safety sort yeah. of precautions taking place so I'd imagine they'll be placed over the water mm. yeah one would imagine but it looks damn cool and like I say I highly recommend you go and check it out if you haven't seen it it's on the at attractions twitter page so go and have a look for sure um Sticking with Universal, but I mean, I don't know. For my money, this is the biggest news of the week and the most exciting news of the week in yeah. a way. Uh, so, We've quite some slotted it in the middle. Quite some way back now. I don't know if you knew. I think this is episode twenty-three of the Park Rush podcast. What? I know it's mad. You have to go all the way back to like episode five or something to find our Universal Studios Singapore trip report. I was there last year, and we did a trip report, and I was generally pretty positive about it. I think it's. I mean, I haven't been to Universal Japan and I haven't been to Universal 
uh, Hollywood. No. So, yeah. But I think it's generally considered to be the weakest of the Universal Parks. It's the only one that's not owned and run by Universal. It's just a licensing deal. It's owned by owned and run by somebody else. And it's, it's very small. It's located on uh, Sentosa Island, which is this kind of entertainment resort yeah. in Singapore where there's also other attractions and like a beach and... Um, you know, like an aquarium and other such things. So Universal is just kind of a relatively small part of that uh, whole resort. But I think we we spoke a while ago also about plans that there was uh, there were plans announced to expand Sentosa Island. Yes, a little while ago, and I think we brought it up on a on a podcast just you know because it could potentially involve an expansion for Universal, and that is indeed the case. That it has been confirmed that Universal Studios Singapore is going to be adding two new themed lands, uh, Minion Park, yeah. based on the Minions, and also what? Super Nintendo World is going to be coming uh. to Singapore as it is in Japan and Hollywood and Orlando yeah. at some point. We don't know. I think what, what you meant by that whole speech there was that we are ITK. We are very ITK. Yeah. Exactly. We we are the, the place to come for theme park News and yeah, rumours that are true. Universal Singapore news. <laughs> yes. We are the number one source online for Universal Studios Singapore news. That is 100% true. Um, but this is exciting. So for those of you who aren't very familiar with Universal Studios Singapore, as I said, it's quite small. There are lands. There's a sci-fi land, which is pretty nondescript. There's a Battlestar Galactica roller coaster and uh, uh, Transformers is there as well. There's an ancient Egypt section where the mummy lives. There's a Jurassic Park section where the Jurassic Park water ride lives, but it's a it's a rapid style ride rather yeah. than a boat, uh, rather than like a, a splash boat. And there's also like a pterodon fly as equivalent and a few other bits and pieces. Beautiful. And then there's a Madagascar section, which I think was meant to be very much a sort of centerpiece almost of the park with a very, uh, you know, a ride that I think they were hoping would draw crowds and be something to be really proud of. And it... It had a very complicated construction period because I think there was a bad fire and it didn't quite pan out to be as as great as they were probably hoping. But there is a large portion of the park dedicated to DreamWorks properties because there's um, Madagascar and then there's a far, far away, there's a big old Shrek Shrek section. Um, So Minions is not DreamWorks, but animated films have a big, big presence at that Universal Park. So why not add more? Why not add more? And Minions already had basically as much of a presence as they could have without having their own land and rides. Yeah, that's the same uh, everywhere, I'd imagine, all the Universal Parks. Mm. But you do have the Minion rides at Orlando, and I think Tokyo as well has a Minion ride. I don't know about Hollywood, I must admit. Because that's a replacement for the Hanna-Barbera ride, right? Yeah, and Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, Hanna-Barbera was Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. It was Hanna-Barbera, then Jimmy Neutron, then um, Minions. Then Minions. Yeah. Um, Soon for a replacement, I'd imagine. But No, they're not going to replace the Minions one, is it? Well, I've you, never you, seen you that queue go below an hour. When you move Minions into Fantastic Worlds. Well, yes, if that's the plan, then maybe they would do that, but I don't know. But at Singapore, you could there were loads of Minions mulling about in the sort of entrance plaza. <laughs> Just chilling. Yeah, pretty much for photos and things like that. They were big on trolls as well when I was there, which has kind of completely Ooh. passed me by, the whole trolls thing. Was it in the dungeon? No, there were no trolls in the dungeon, oh. unfortunately, but they were, in fact, just out and about. Oh, the uh, Justin Timberlake trolls. Yes, yes. the singing, dancing trolls. Yeah. So, no surprise to me that they've picked minions for uh, to form a major part of this expansion. One would assume that the minion mayhem motion simulator ride 
at the other parks will come over. I think it's going to be a fairly predictable addition to the park, but it makes sense. Um, I mean, my money would be on if it's going to replace something. And look, I don't know if obviously this is just uh, artwork that we're that I'm looking at. Mm. We're looking at, but behind the Despicable Me house, big show building. Right. I don't know if that's. So it's probably just the frontage for the motion simulator. Yeah, because it's quite a big building, even. In Orlando, you know, it's yeah, one of the big sort of soundstage-looking buildings, isn't yeah. it? But I think if it's going to... I mean, Madagascar, Shrek... The thing that... The Madagascar land is kind of naff, to be honest. Like, the Shrek land, even though Shrek's had its day in the sun, it's quite impressive. There's a... You know, the far, far away castle is there. There's a lot going on, visually. Lots of good yeah. photo opportunities. And there are a couple of rides in there as well. There's Shrek 4D is in there. There's a little Puss in Boots roller coaster, which is all right. And there's a sort of flying unicorn style kiddie coaster theme to the dragon. Of course. There's a little Ferris wheel inside a shop. Brilliant. Yeah. There's a Puss in Boots show. Brilliant. Yeah. There's yeah. like a Punch and Judy show. Okay. There's more going on than it has any right to have. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff. Whereas the Madagascar land is literally just this little tragic indoor boat ride with some bad animatronics. Yeah. So I reckon if it's going to replace one of those... Madagascar is the obvious contender for me. And I think Shrek is still probably the bigger of the two oh, from 100%. a brand perspective. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Even with the penguins. Yeah, I feel like Madagascar, the actual main brand is... Kind of irrelevant, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, people are like, oh yeah, Madagascar. Huh. Cool, yeah. I guess. Well, I guess the more exciting part of this is that Nintendo World's coming. Yeah. So that presumably will be, whether it will be on the same scale as the the versions coming to the other parks, I don't know. I mean, based on what we think we know about Nintendo World, it's going to be at its biggest in Florida, one would assume, if they're going to be able to build it from scratch at a new park. Yeah. It's not going to be replacing anything. They're not going to have to try and fit it into an existing space. They can just do whatever the hell they like. Yep. So one would assume... It's if it's here at Singapore, and when it comes to Singapore, it will maybe follow the the other smaller versions of it, just because of how much space they've got to work with. Really. Yeah, it's a lot less space than any than you know. Mm. Um, but cool that it's coming. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a nice little park, especially for the price that they charge for admission. It's it's quite reasonable, and um, <laughs> one would assume admission prices are going to go up when these two things open. But yeah, I mean, the, the, both of these are part of a affordable enough. Both of these are part of a nine nine billion Singapore dollars investment. So, right, I don't know what Singapore dollars is in real money, but can't say I do either. Um, and but, part of it is uh, they've extended the license till twenty thirty. Right, oh, yeah. that's cool. So Universal Studios has a home there until at least then. Yes, interesting. And all of this will be done by twenty twenty five. Right. So Not I guess long. that gives them five years, or well, well, less than that. They won't decide in twenty thirty whether to extend it again. But no, you know, big investment. If it drives more attendance to that park, then they can, you know, reevaluate in twenty twenty eight or whatever. And yeah, say, yeah, this has gone really well. Let's ex- let's extend it again. Or I guess I, it's a uh, like a ten year rolling contract. Yeah, quite possibly. And I don't know if there's any any if there's ever any scope for Universal to take more control over it or not. I don't know. And I mean, clearly, there's no plans for Harry Potter. So this will continue to be the only Universal Park with no Potter. Yeah, and I think there's not enough land to do Potter no, justice. No, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like there is. It would take a lot of work. They would have to, I think, clear out probably two lands that are already there to make room. And I don't yeah. think they can really justify it's a lot of closing money. off that 
amount of the park to do Potter. No. So, but yeah, I, I like that park overall, especially for the money. And uh, it'll be exciting to see the results of this work for sure. Well, we're going to jump on over to Disney now, Josh. Yep. As we uh, like to do. We do indeed. You can't really do an episode of Theme Park Podcast without touching on Disney. There is always something going on, um, whether it's minor or major. And I can tell you this week, Josh, we've got the most major news of all. Wow. She may have lost her sheep, but you can find little Bo Peep at Disney Parks from this summer to coincide with the release of Toy Story 4. On June 21st. Is that when the film comes out? Yes. Nice. Um, so I don't know if she'll be there when you're there, Josh. Not a sponsor. I reckon she could well be. She could. They'll be really ramping up promotion for that film when you're there in May. I could get her autograph. You could do. Oh. I know you're... I mean, I've only done one the one Disney trip with you, Josh, but you were pretty opposed to my efforts to queue up to meet characters. Yeah. Um, just, which is understandable to an extent. You know, you've been there, done that. We don't need to do it every time. Let's just get the rides done. Fine. Fine. We weren't there for a long amount of time no it's fine yeah i get yeah it's all right i mean by and large i'm now at a stage where i say if i walk past a character and there's no line or a minimal line fine i'll do it so yeah. the only character picture i got in florida this year was with the lorax the little orange dude okay yeah because he was uh, they were kind of spaced out pretty evenly throughout Seuss landing there was the grinch lots of interest in the grinch people wanted to see him then there was the lorax and then the things were a bit further down. Was it a uh, new Grinch or old Grinch? Oh, well, it was. Well, there's generic only ever been Grinch. one Grinch there, get, right? Oh, so yes. it's just like generic Grinch, like yeah. Doctor's used book Grinch. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So the the things were very popular, as they often are. The Grinch is enjoying uh, probably his most interest ever in the wake of the new movie. Yeah. Uh, Lorax, however, poor guy, no cue, no interest whatsoever. Who and he was looking around at people, going, "Hey guys, Lorax, oh, whatever like he sounds like, Snorax. Ha! Good one. And I thought, oh, man, what a tragedy. What a tragedy. The poor guy. So uh, I dragged my mum over. And I was like, we've got to go and meet this fella. And uh, she was like, Christ, Tom, you're 25. Yeah, I know. But it's the closest we're going to get to taking a selfie with a fat orange man without, you know, rocking up at the White House. Oh, so. oh, sick burn. Uh, so by and large, yes, I'm with you at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm not desperate to meet these characters. However, if there's no queue or if there's one I've never met before and it's not too big of a queue, then I'll go for it. With that in mind, Josh, Bo Peep, huh? I mean, Bo I, Peep, huh? I do. I have Woody and Buzz's autographs. <laughs> I thought that was going to. Okay, yep. Uh, let's keep it PG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so nothing more than mild peril here. Bo Peep's uh, autograph would be uh, a nice one to complete the set. Yes. What about Jesse though? You not got Jesse? No, but Jesse Jesse's not from the OG. Uh, fair enough. Family. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fair comment. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be interested to find out is this is this OG Bo Peep and she's got a new look, or is this a different Bo Peep? I don't know if it's clear yet from the trailers and stuff. What the tra- I feel like the trailer gives you the impression that it is the OG Bo Peep. Right. Because they know each other. Mm. I guess so. But does... Mm. Like, you can't imagine that every Bo Peep is also going out with Woody. <laughs> well, well, who knows? I don't know. We'll have to uh, wait unless, and see, I Unless guess. Woody also keeps a harem of Bo Peeps. Secrets will, the secrets will all be revealed. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's actually uh, 15. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. But are you going to queue up to see Bo Peep? If you're walking past Bo Peep, 
There's no line. If Bo, if there's no queue for Bo Peep, or it's a minimal line. If you look at that line and think that's five minutes, I guess I, it's, it's the suspension of disbelief that I I just can't get behind. Well, do you think this is going to be a full-on suit, or is this going to be just a lady in a Bo Peep outfit? If you get me. Well, I would say this is going to be a suit. You reckon it's a full suit? Yeah, so it could well, be a bloke in there. Yeah, it's unlikely to be a bloke. I believe, from based on my knowledge. What's your knowledge? Uh, so generally, is it if you're meeting Minnie Mouse, that's a woman in there? Yes. Oh, okay. uh, all short characters are generally women, right? Uh, like Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Yeah. Can you meet Mike Wazowski? You can. I've oh, met okay. Mike Wazowski and Sully. That seems like a weird at one Hollywood to meet. Studios. Like because Mike Wazowski. Just a few years ago. His legs are really thin. They certainly are. Um, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go in for a bone crunching tackle on that Mike Wazowski. No, uh, loser loser legs. The legs. Tall, taller characters are generally blokes because blokes are generally taller. It's true. Uh, um, the shorter characters are generally women because women are generally shorter. Yeah, um, but you think this will be a woman in a full on suit? Yeah, Jesse, so not Jesse has, like, a, has a full on suit. Not like a Disney princess. No. Where, right. So you think this is going to be like a Jesse situation? Yes. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess, because Jesse is... Why would you do Bo Peep any different to the other characters? That's true. I didn't think of that. Although the army men, actual men. Right. I mean, they, they got, they, they've got green face. Yeah. But they are actual men. Huh. But Pluto, is that an actual dog dressed up? Or is that yes, a man? That's a fact. That's dog. a dog. Yeah. It's like three dogs standing on each other's <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> That's how they do Pluto. Yes. I've never seen Slinky Dog. That would be an interesting one to try. That'd be incredible. How I'd could, love that. How, how would they be able to do that one? We'll have to wait and well, see. Well, Slinky Dog's quite. It'd have to be like, tall, a, like a donkey in the nativity situation. Yeah, but. Someone's the arse, and then about six people in a human centipede formation <laughs> <laughs> to do the slink. Slink is relatively tall, so you the could face, probably just put two head. shortish people at the front and the back and then put an actual spring. I guess thing in the middle. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. They, they could do lots of good gags with that, you know, like the guy at the back sort of falls behind and he turns around. He's like, "Come on, little bottom." <laughs> um, Obviously, they don't talk either. The non-face uh, characters. Well, some of them do. Like they're actually quite creepy. So they've removed there, there is a version of Mickey. They've removed that it. blinks and talks. Removed it. Have they taken him out? Yeah. I can understand why, because he did look a bit like someone out of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, and the problem is as well is that... And if it ever went wrong... Oh, God. <laughs> he'd just look like a, a predator. Like, if Mickey's eyelids fell down just enough, so that he just <laughs> he'd just look really... Oh, but still no. had the big smile, oh. and just look real sinister. Like, oh, hey, kids! Come on, see Mickey! Oh! <laughs> Obviously, uh, Mickey meets a lot of people. He certainly does. He's a popular guy. So uh, he might not necessarily remember when you mentioned that you met him previously. Right. And so that's why they one of the other reasons they took the voice out. Oh, I see. Because a lot of the time they go, hey, do you remember I just saw you uh, earlier? And then you, like, if there's an actual person talking, they go, uh, yeah. Right. Whereas if there's no voice, they can just go, Oh, of course, it's you, yeah. that guy. Yeah. What's the best character interaction you've ever had at Theme Park? Uh, I well, I was in the one of the sideshows at Hollywood Studios. Oh, uh, yes, like, in your vlog. Yes, mm. uh, which is not an actual film character. No, but uh, that that's that. Yeah, that's a fair one. But can you think of any with an actual character? Uh, so, I, well, while you're having to think, I've got no. two that come to mind. So. 
uh, at Magic Kingdom, the Toontown bit is still there, right? It's a bit different, I think, to what it maybe used to be, but it is still yeah. there. And in the big tent, again, I think you can still do meet and greets in there. But this would have been when I was maybe eight, seven or eight. Yeah. We went into the big tent to meet the characters. I think you basically had to choose. So there were sort of nine characters in groups of three and you queued for one of the groups and would get to meet three characters. That's pretty cool. I don't remember who the three were. But we got to the front of the queue, we saw the three, and then as we were leaving, you go out into this corridor and go back down the other way. And as we were going, leaving and going down the corridor, Max and Goofy show up, clearly getting ready for their shift. (laughs) And um, they basically mucked about with me and my sister for about five minutes, just like this exclusive Goofy and Max time, mucking about with us and playing around. And that was good fun. We've got some really good photos um, still of that. A little moment which was good fun uh another one i can remember is uh I, when i met shaggy and scooby this was only a couple of years ago and shaggy liked uh, my arsenal kit arsenal shirt and knew who arsenal were and basically said yeah in the shaggy in the shaggy voice telling me how great yeah. arsenal were and how much he hated tottenham so that was good it's fair, it's uh, fair and then the uh, only other one i can think of as being particularly memorable was meeting doc brown and him warning me not to have the burrito I was going to have for lunch tomorrow because it would give me a real bad stomach upset. Oh. So I got good advice there. That is a yeah, that yeah. Is a curveball because I probably would have had a burrito as well. Right. And if like Doc Brown told me not to eat it, but like it sounds like okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember if the opportunity arose the next day to have a burrito, but I choose to just remember that it did. Yeah. Because you know it was the Doc Brown clearly, yeah. and he would he would have known. Anyway, controversial though because he's like changed the timeline there I guess he kind of has yeah. but I guess he he knew that not eating the burrito wouldn't have a huge impact on the space time continuum otherwise yeah. it would just save me from an evening on the toilet well how do we know maybe Biff is now the mayor Biff's the president <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway Bo Peep's coming to Disney yeah he'll <laughs> so, be able to uh, meet her this summer California Adventure right uh, Pixar Pier. Pier. Yeah. Disneyland Paris, wherever the hell it is. I guess in, well, Toy, in the in Toy, Toy Story, Story Land. Of course, right? yes. That we've been to. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I say, like, we lied about going. <laughs> and um, and uh, Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Makes sense. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Can meet Bo Peep. Nice. Uh, sticking with Hollywood Studios. Uh, this is just a rumour at this point. Not confirmed. Yeah. But Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway... The replacement, the controversial oh. replacement for the great movie oh, ride, which love is that due to open this year, there's rumours that it will be pushed to 2020. 2020. Now, I must admit, I thought it was due to open early in this, early this year, or like, you know, before summer. Yeah. Um, this I... article we're reading on blogmickey.com says it was scheduled for the fall. So maybe that's always been the case and I just misunderstood, or it has already been pushed once and I missed that. I, I don't felt know, like but... it was meant to be open for the. Uh... Anniversary of that's kind of MGM. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed it would be a of May. relatively early 2019 yeah. opening, but apparently no, it's set for fall and and is still set for fall as far as Disney have announced publicly. But Officially. rumors that in fact it will be 2020 now. Yeah, it's an odd one. Obviously, uh, Star Wars Land coming in there as well. Mm, yes, you have uh, thoughts on why this might be the case. Yeah, well, first of all, I think that it's. it's Obviously, not a great thing because Star Wars Land is going to be so busy. Mm. You need more rides to fill up all the people that aren't in Star Wars Land. Yes. So, a ride such as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway 
Railway. Bloody stupid long names. Uh, would have been very suitable. I imagine you'd get a lot of people yeah. on that ride. Um, but maybe they have pulled people off of that, which has delayed it, so they can get Star Wars Land done in time. Well, yes, because they've obviously shifted Star Wars forward. Yeah. And maybe they're, maybe they're also thinking, well, now that we've staggered Star Wars in such a way that you're going to get the Falcon and the Land in August... Yeah, and hopefully the rise of the resistance in November, December. Yeah, do we need the railway also opening in November, December? Can we now just afford to push that? Yeah, I mean, and it I takes think, away from the yeah. opening of Mickey and Minnie. I guess. Yes, I get if they if that was to open alongside Star Wars. I mean, you, I would be straight from Mickey and Minnie and not and you know, well, what, Star Wars. Whatever. Yes, but I think my, <laughs> you're a rare breed. Yeah, and maybe yeah, maybe that's it's just an unfortunate casualty of Star Wars in the end. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sure Walt's spinning in his grave at the idea that his beloved creation, Mickey, has basically been given the middle finger in yeah. favour of space wizards. Well, he was part of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, indeed. So Kylo Ren has won this round. He Mickey sure will have to come has. back fighting in 2020 by the sounds of it. I'll get you! That ride sounds like it might have some really cool tech in it. Right, yeah. Um, as you go into the cartoon. Yes, I'm thinking of this as the ending of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, same. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah, but incidentally, that is how the entrance to Star Wars Land at Hollywood at uh, Anaheim is going to look. What do you mean? The entrance way is going to be a tunnel. That well, one of the entrances is a tunnel that very much looks like the tunnel from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, and then you go through, and on the other side is Star Wars Land. Right. That's one of the rumors about. Uh, Fantastic World that is most interesting and exciting to me is it having like a hub and mm. then kind of a, a passage or a route to each world that is kind of you know hidden it's not yeah, just yeah. walking out in the open into this next land You're gonna, there's going to almost be like a process by which you feel like you've Entered been transported into That's it really so cool. Nintendo will be you know a green pipe or yeah. something and that whole idea is cool. You so have to jump if, down the pipe and it turns into a slide. Sure. Everyone has to get the slide into <laughs> Nintendo World. That certainly <laughs> won't form incredible cues. Wow. That would be mental. A commitment to theming that I think is probably slightly too extravagant. Yeah. But hey, who knows? The final news item for this week, Josh, and it's another rumour and it's also Disney. Yeah. But DuckTales is apparently going to be coming to Epcot, replacing Agent P from Phineas and Ferb in the World Showcase. Now, I must admit, I'm not entirely sure of how Agent P is used at the moment. Uh, Shall shall I explain? Yes, please do. Uh, So Phineas and Ferb, Agent P attraction, basically a phone game. It's a browser game. Oh, is it on that app? Uh, No, it's in the browser currently. Oh, right. Uh, Because it was built before... The app. The app. Uh, and it used to... Uh, there's like a little kiosk originally, and you could like... They'd give you a Samsung phone. Oh, really? They yeah. gave you a phone? Yeah. It's like a Samsung like flip-up phone that had like Wi-Fi on it, and that was it. Right. And you'd wander around and you do... And there's basically... I guess it's kind of like a... Similar to the Magic Wand stuff at Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. Yeah. But this time it's like you solve puzzles mm. in the app to try and trigger... Uh, things in the world mm. uh, and they're placed around all of the different pavilions in Epcot oh okay it's pretty cool yeah 
and they're going to be replacing. Presumably, it's going to work in much the same way. Yeah, I would assume they will translate it over to the app if they haven't done that already. Yeah, and Agent P himself is going to be replaced by Hubie, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, I mean, before uh, Agent P uh, finished verb, it was Kim Possible. Ah, yeah. Have you seen the trailers for that live-action Kim Possible Disney Channel original movie? No. Oh, my goodness me. I've seen porn parodies with higher production values. Oh, really? It looks amazingly bad. Oh, dear. I think it's come out. I think it's been on. Oh, no. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, when they're putting the trailers out on Twitter and stuff, yeah, their target audience is probably, you know, seven or eight years old at this point. The kids watch Disney Channel. They're not on Twitter and having a go at it. So the only people that are freaking out about it online are people that grew up with it the original cartoon and yeah. they're like what the hell have you done original cartoon was great the original cartoon was amazing and the made for tv movies were also great yeah they were really good the one where she and ron finally got together at the prom oh ron ron amazing this live action version looks horrendous <laughs> i don't like to hate on or even tease kid actors cuz you know it sucks yeah. for them. Fair, fair play to them, really. But we'll watch it after this. If you've not seen, we'll watch the trailer after this because, boy, oh, boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, so DuckTales will replace Agent P. That makes sense to me. There's nostalgia associated with DuckTales. So, you know, older people that are there will be like, oh, I remember those guys. And obviously there's a new, more modern take on DuckTales, which airs yeah. now on Disney. So the, kids will get it as well. The, the Agent P thing wasn't exactly, like, <clears throat> noticeable around the world. No. Uh, you you wouldn't notice it at all hmm. unless someone was playing it, right? Um, so unless they're going to change it to actually, you wouldn't really notice Ducktales around the world either. No, I'd enough. imagine they'll probably incorporate it into the Disney Play app, Disney Parks Play app yes. now. Yes, maybe not. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. As we yeah. said, it's just a rumor at this point. But um, there's a lot going on. At all of these parks right now, it is an exciting time, not just in Florida, but all over the shop. What a season. What a season indeed. It's been, it's such a season that like stuff is opening that's kind of slipping under the radar a little bit because, I mean, we obviously just talked about the Lego movie expansion that has just opened, but the Ant-Man ride is now open. Of course. Which, I mean, looks like a very cheap reskin of the Buzz Lightyear ride, to be honest. That's basically what it is, but, really. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's Sesame not. Street is now open. Sesame Street is now open at SeaWorld, which legitimately looks really good. Yeah, I'm kind of like shocked really by how good it looks. So even this kind of less hype stuff that's happening is seemingly really well done. Like the standards, you know, it all comes back to Harry Potter, really, doesn't it? That's yeah. kind of... It's that's what's kicked all this into high gear, and everyone kind of reacted a bit late to that. I feel, but they yeah. all reacted still at about the same time and thought we need to do stuff. Yeah, and now it's all coming to a head. It's, it's almost in like the space of like two years. A company as big as Disney and a company that was in such dire straits as Anheuser Busch mm. uh, take time to figure out what the hell to do to competitions such as Hogwarts. Yeah. But it's good for it's good for the guests at the end of the day. Apart yes. from the ticket prices going yeah, through the price, roof. Yeah. <laughs> apart from that, though, it's all good. It's all good, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, that'll do it for this week. Oh. Uh, 
You can keep up with us during the week on Instagram. It's Parkrush Podcast. And you can also email us, podcast at parkrush.com. If you like what you've heard and you'd like to subscribe, you can do so on your podcasting app of choice or you can find every episode at parkrush.com where you can also leave comments if you do so. If you would like to do so, that would be great. Do all of those things, please. Yeah, every single last one of them. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, farewell. Goodbye.